listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business. I'm your host, Ty Brown of TyTheDogGuy.com. Now, this is the show where we help you start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure per year or more income. Today's show is sure to be an exciting one. When we come back, I'm going to be interviewing Jim Clausen and how he's been able to take a very small market town and build one of the biggest dog training businesses in the country. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, we're back, and with us today we have professional dog trainer Jim Clausen. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thanks for having me, Ty. So Jim and I spoke yesterday on the phone, and I was super impressed about what he's doing. So before we get into the kind of the meat and potatoes of today, I wanted to give our listeners a little bit of a background on who Jim is, because he's probably not going to want to say this kind of stuff about himself, but give a background (laughs) on who he is and why you should listen to the next half hour, why it's going to be huge for you and your business. So Jim's in Boise, Idaho. And for those of you that don't know, Boise, Idaho is not a big market, not a very big metro area, kind of rural. And since he's been in business as a dog trainer, though, he's had a six-figure dog business, even in a small market, even in down economies. In 2013, he was still a mobile business, you know, so no, you know, no training center, no, you know, no physical location. And even with that, he was awarded in his organization, the top dog trainer in North America for the amount of sales that he was able to pull through, you know, just under three quarters of a million dollars without a facility. I don't know that there's anyone else in the country doing that. 2014, partway through the year, he opened up a facility and pulled in just under $900,000. And that's just training. There's no daycare. There's no boarding. Just training, pulling in those kind of numbers in a rural community, in a down economy. Am I missing anything, Jim? No, that's correct. You're absolutely correct. And so the reason I had to get him on this show and had to pick his brain for our listeners is we we're kind of chatting about an evaluation process, you know, Jim's sales process and how he takes, you know, how he gets the phone to ring. But Jim closes about 75% or so, sometimes a little bit higher, sometimes a little bit lower. But he and his trainers close 75% or so of the people that walk through your door. Now, most trainers would kill for that kind of rate. And if you're a dog walker or a pet sitter or a dog groomer, this is going to apply too because this is a sales process, not a dog training process. So listen up. And anyways, I know a rate like this isn't accidental. It's not like you go into each evaluation and say, hmm, what are we going to do with this person? There's got to be a process. There's got to be a system. So that's what I have to pull out of your brain today. Let's diagram it. What is the first step to a 75% closing rate? Well, there's several little pieces. And so we probably, in the next half hour, 
We won't get to every little piece, but I'll hit some bullet points. So the first thing begins before the client even walks in the door. And it begins with the person that's answering your phone and talking to them and pre-qualifying them over the phone because there's two types of people that call about dog training. There's prospects and there's suspects. Suspects are just wanting free information. They don't want to spend their hard-earned money. They think they can do it themselves, but they want to squeeze the life out of you to get the information on how to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you avoid suspects. Prospects are people that want the information and they're willing to pay a professional to get the information to get the best out of their dog. And this applies not only to dog training, but it could be tutoring kids or being a groomer or dog walker. It doesn't matter what sales you're in. There's always suspects and prospects. So you have to do a good job of pre-qualifying those people before they even come through your door. That's probably the single biggest thing that I have to teach people is how to pre-qualify the prospects before they walk in the door. Because you could talk to a million people, but if a million people don't have money for you, your service, you're not going to close them. What would be one or two tips on how you do that? When you're talking to them on the phone, there are specific questions you can ask that can lead you to believe that they might have a little bit extra income for training. I will say this, not only am I in a market, Boise is not even in the top 100 in market share of anything. It's a small agricultural area. It's a, this, t- To me, it's the greatest town ever, but it is a small area. There's, there's not a lot of high-tech stuff here. And my average ticket sale per client is just under $2,000. Wow, okay. And so in order to do that, I have to make sure the person on the phone has that extra income. So there are certain questions we ask. We want to make sure that they understand that we are there to help them. So we talk about how we're going to help them. We gather information about their dog. We ask them about their lifestyle. How many hours a day are they gone? Who's going to help them when they're at work? We ask them about what they would like to do with their dog. Paint me a picture, Mr. Brown. Tell me what you'd like to do with your dog. If we can help you reach the level of obedience skills that you'd like to see, where would you like to go with the dog? And they'll tell you, oh, I want to take him to my cabin in Sun Valley. I want to take him to the lake. I want to take him camping. I want to go on my boat. Well, all of these things require extra money. If they say to you, oh, I'm on a fixed income. I never leave my trailer park. Probably they're not a good prospect for your company. There are exceptions to every rule, but you ask a series of questions to see what their lifestyle is like. And if they want to include this dog in a lot of things that they do, and you look at these things that they're doing, and you know that it costs money to have a boat, it costs money to have a second home, it costs money to go camping all the time, and then you know, okay, so this person probably has higher income levels to be able to afford to do these things. I'll ask them things, how many hours a day are they gone? Is there a person home for the dog? If they say, no, both my wife and I work, now you're looking at double income. And these are just simple little questions that we're taking notes on to find out if they're a good prospect to meet with us for dog training. And that's before we've sat down with them at all. So it's, so it's interrupt here for a second. I mean, let's say you go through that process. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with folks that have less money than folks that have more money. But let's say that you can tell either they don't have the work ethic to put forth or they, they're not going to have the money. Do you just let them down on the phone there? I mean, how do you do that? We have a variety of different programs that range from $65 DVD for the do-it-yourselfer through to a group class, through to private lessons, through to immersion programs. So on the phone, we will be asking them. And then a lot of people, a lot of times, probably seven out of ten times when someone calls, one of the very first questions they ask is, how much is your dog training? Mm -hmm. And so that's when we'll start asking about their dog and their situation. And if they mention 
how much is a dog trained two or three times? We know that this is a hot button issue. So then we'll tell them our group classes begin at $249. It's a comprehensive six week program. And if they bulk at that, and I know my private lessons are more expensive than that, then we know that, okay, they're, they're, I'm not going to set up a consultation for them, but we still want to help them. So we'll talk to them about different DVDs that they could purchase from us. We'll talk to them about the group class. And so when we're talking on the phone, if we sell them a basic group class and my office manager does that over the phone, that doesn't include, that's not factored into the 74%. The 74%, like I think I did, and I check my numbers every week, but last month I think I was at 74.6% of my closing rate. And that was just people who sat down in front of me who came in and wanted information on private or immersion programs. Okay. So okay. we'll help them over the phone. We can, yeah, you can, a lot of them, if they're on a, smaller budget, you know, you can get them into a small group class or you could sell them. I know, Ty, that you have DVDs for sale and so you could sell them that or to help them out. But I, we assure them and the way we talk to them, they know that we're there to help them. We're helping to design a program that's based on their dog's canonality, their lifestyle situation, how many hours a day are they gone, what is their goal. Someone who just wants good basic manners and potty training does not have the same goal as someone who wants to take the dog camping off leash and, of course, finally what works within their budget. Okay, so it's not that you're like dismissing a client and saying, "Well, sorry, sorry, sir, you're too poor." You're you're giving nope. them options, and you're saying, you know, even at a low end option, we can be this. You know, if we want to talk about one of our bigger options, that's where I'm assuming you would then start to sell them on the idea of coming in and talking with you, right? That's right. A lot of people who will call might say, "Well, I've already tried group classes at PetSmart or Petco. I'm really not interested in doing another group class. I'd like to meet with a trainer about." private lessons or emergent programs. So then we set them up for a free consultation to bring their dog in so we can help evaluate their dog, discuss their goals, assess their lifestyle, discuss exactly what they want to accomplish, and of course, what works within their budget. Okay. And so are there other important questions that you would ask or things that you would find out during that initial phone call that are going to help you understand one of two things? Because it sounds like there's two ways that you're going to go. First way is that the person on the phone, uh, in this case, your office manager or whoever's answering the phone, is either going to assess that they, you know, they might not have the bigger budget. And so let's try to get them into a group class or let's try to get them into a DVD program. So that's option one. Option mm-hmm. two is, you know, maybe they do have the the commitment level, the budget to do one of our bigger programs. Let's get them in. It sounds like mm-hmm. there's those two options. Are there other questions that you would be asking to determine where you would fit them within those two options? Yeah. Uh, other questions would be when, when my offlander is speaking to them, she'll ask them about their dogs. So the first thing she finds out is, what are all the great things about your dogs? So a phone call might go something like this. Prospect calls and says, I was calling about your dog training. How much is it? My office manager said, oh, thank you for calling. If you have a pen ready, I'll give you some important information. So the prospect will get a pen ready, and she'll start asking the questions. The questions start with, tell me all the great things about your dog. Tell me all the things that you love about the dog. We want to know the great things first. Mm -hmm. Then she asks about the challenges. Now, for most people, the challenges are going to be the dog is hyper, pulls on the leash, jumps, doesn't come, whatever. But occasionally you're going to get someone who has some severe behavioral issues. So if they say, you know, my dog's bitten several people, he's attacked other dogs, those kind of issues, I'm not putting that dog in a basic group class. Exactly. Because the basic group class is for people, you know, whose dogs aren't, don't have those serious issues and they want to learn how to do it pretty much on their own. Aggression is dealt with on an individual basis. So if the dog has severe behavioral issues such as dog or human aggression, then she will talk to them about meeting with the trainer's 
because we have safety and security measures in place. We don't allow aggressive dogs into a group class, and that all aggression is dealt on an individual case-by-case basis. And then she will tell them, owning, living, managing, and controlling an aggressive dog is something that you must take very seriously. And she goes into some questions about aggressive dogs. And if they're willing to make the commitment, then we have them come in and meet with one of our trainers. Okay. So would you say, I mean, do you track this number? So the amount of people that call, you know, what percentage of the people that call do you actually pitch them on coming in for an evaluation? She probably has a 60% closing or conversion rate, converting a phone call to a demo. Okay. And so 60% of the people that call sign up for a demo, 40% are just not a match and they recognize that, or she's pitching them on group classes or DVDs or something like that. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Her number is sitting in front of me, but I could, we could do another conversation on some other things in business and I could definitely, I could tell you what her numbers are for, which ones she converted to group classes, who she converted to the sales of the DVD and who converted to a demo. And we're not talking about this specifically in this show today, but just out of curiosity, those that do the group classes, do you end up signing them, a lot of them up for bigger programs later? That's right. Probably 50% of those will upgrade into private lessons. So we keep our class size small. We only have 10 to 12 dogs per class, and we're always converting, I would say, at least 40% conversion rate from group classes upgrade into private lessons. Nice. Okay. All right. So back to the evaluation. We're on the phone. We've pre-qualified them based on a couple different aspects, you know, budget, time level, intensity of the problem, things like that. We've determined, Mm -hmm. okay, let's try to get them to come in for a demo or an evaluation or however we want to call that. How do you get them to show up? You know, a lot of people, that's one of the big problems they have is someone says, all right, we're going to come. We'll be there Thursday at three. And then they don't come. What do you guys do to get them to actually show up? So we let them know that the consultation is free, but we do a reserve. We take a credit card down as what we call a no-show fee. So it's a $29 no-show fee. We write down a credit card and they show up. Consultation is free. If, you know, we've confirmed this and they don't show up, we charge their credit card $29. And only once in the whole time that we've been taking a reserve of the credit card, only once have we had a person that threw a fit and didn't want to give the credit card. Most people who are serious, they have no problem. When we explain to them, we're not going to run your card unless there's a no-show because there's limited time during the day. My office manager says there's limited time during the day for consultation. And so if you if you cancel with, with less than 24 hours notice, we're going to bill the card. However, if you give us plenty of notice or we can fill that time in another consultation, we don't charge you at all. Okay. And that puts a little bit of their skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. That way it's not to me. Now... When I was totally mobile, we would do free consultations. Now that I have a facility, the consultations are free if you come to me, but I charge $79 if I have to go to them. Okay. And talking to trainers across the country who are still mobile, a lot of them are now beginning to charge because it takes time and energy and gas to get across your territory to a location to do a consultation. If there's no skin in the game for the client, and this happened to me years ago. I would show up to do a consultation. They called, they scheduled it. I'd confirm in the morning and I'd go show up and nobody would be home. Well, here I just wasted a 30-minute drive and I wasted $5 in gas or whatever to have nobody be there. So now we've avoided that by taking down a reserve. And we always tell them we don't run it unless there's a no-show. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, this has eliminated you know, a bunch of people that who normally would pull a no-show. 
you know, and that's huge. I tracked it one year when I was mobile. You know, the no-shows that I got cost me 10000 Well, it was right around $10,000 for a year. And sometimes, you know, as trainers or, or dog walkers or, or groomers or whatever, you know, we get a little bit frustrated. We're like, oh, that stupid client. When in reality, we didn't set the expectation for them. So it's really easy for them to just back out, right? That's right. Yeah. If you set it up for them. And then on top of that, the other part to that equation is we send an email confirmation 24 hours before. The morning of, we do a phone and or text confirmation or both to confirm that they're going to be there. Awesome. Okay. So we've kind of diagrammed the part where we take, you know, the phone call. I assume the email would go very similar. You would, you know, say, hey, let's get on the phone and talk about this. And so we've taken that part where we've got the phone call. We've determined what group, you know, they would fit in based on what they're telling us. We've now got Mm -hmm. the eval or the demo or the consultation ready. Now it's time to do that. So we're going to take a quick little break here. But when we come back, that's what I'm going to pick your brain on. I want to figure out what we need to do so that when we're sitting in front of that person, we can make the sale more often than not. So stay right with us, folks. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. It's designerpetsweaters.com, the latest fashion trends for our furry friends. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hey there, pet parents. This is Christy Vaughn, host of The Doggy Dish. Do you love your furry companion? Do you love making him or her healthy treats but can't seem to find the time? Great news. The Doggy Dish is the perfect show for you. Every episode is chock full of healthy and easy recipes that are made with ingredients you most likely have on hand. Tune into The Doggy Dish for yummy and healthy recipes for your canine kids. Every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. All right, and we're back. And with us, we've got Jim Clausen, dog trainer in Boise, Idaho, who's teaching us how we go about getting a higher closing rate and what we need to do that. And so in the first part of our show, we've learned that a big part of getting a big closing rate is making sure that we're talking with the right people in in the first place, not yep. spending time, you know, wasting time with suspects versus prospects. 
And so what I want to pick your brain about now, Jim, is I want to figure out, all right, let's create a scenario here. I'm a dog trainer. I've been in the business two years. I'm still a little bit, you know, can be a little bit nervous at times in front of a, in front of a prospect. I hate the idea of selling, you know, selling is an ugly thing to me. And so I hate feeling like a used car salesman. So here I am, I'm sitting down in front of the prospect. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't like to quote unquote sell people. I need some bullet points to follow so that I can get through this demo properly and hopefully make the sale. So take me through that. What are some demo points you'd give me? So a couple things to set yourself up to have a, a good, strong mental attitude is you have to understand, first and foremost, you did not cold call these people. They called you. In this context for us, based on your marketing or whatever you're doing, remember that they came to you. Something I learned a long time ago in sales was, If the prospect knows what business you're in and is willing to meet with you, it is a closed sale. You just have to figure out what works within their budget. Well, can I interrupt you real quick there, Jim? In your pre-qualification process, are they coming in with an idea of what the price range is going to be? They know that it's more than $250, but less than $10,000. A long time, I I will say this, that is someone who maybe found me through, I do a segment on the local news here every Monday, I do a radio show here, someone who saw our marketing, our traditional marketing, but 63% of the people that sign up for consultations are a referral from one of their friends, family members, or somebody, they already know the price. So they already have an expectation when they call. So that's another reason my closing rate is so high is because the way we build our referral network, which is a topic for a whole other show, but building a referral network is going to give you a much higher rate of closing. So if they already know, they have a good idea because their friend, neighbor, coworker has already used us, they get a pretty good idea how much the training costs. But if this is a colder prospect, when they were on the phone, the office manager said, you know, our group classes start at 250 and then, you know, private sessions and immersion training go up from there. Is that kind of how you word it? That's exactly how she words. Yeah. And they might say, well, how much is it? How much is it? She'll say, I'm not one of the trainers, but I know this, that someone who wants basic manners on the leash and only needs potty training is going to pay less than someone who wants 100% off leash control to take the dog everywhere. Okay. And without seeing the dog, without knowing how long it's going to take, and she'll tell them that factors that determine price are based on how intelligent is the dog. So the dog's teachability index, how quickly are they going to pick it up? How quickly is the owner going to pick it up? Does the owner need just a few lessons and they got it? Or is the owner going to, you know, take 20 lessons before they get it? What is the ultimate goal, right? And then, again, what works within the budget? So programs, private lesson programs could range depending on, you know, someone wants just a couple private lessons, a potty train Fifi, the poodle, it might be $500. And then okay. it go up. So, like I said, most people already have a pretty good idea. But if they're totally cold, if they just say, hey, I saw one of your trucks driving around town and they know nothing about our company, that's how she would explain it to them. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And I got you a little bit distracted or sidetracked. So, so anyways, uh, knowing that the prospect is coming to you, they're the one that's interested in you. We're at that point. Now, where do we go? Yep. So you're now, they've, you've just sat down with them, whether you've walked up to their home or they've come into your training center, they called you because they have a challenge and you have an answer. Always remember that. They have some sort of problem. No one is calling you because their dog is perfect. They're calling you because they have a challenge and you have an answer or solution to that challenge. So that will give you more self-confidence when you walk in. As a professional, whether you've been a professional for six months and you've just finished a big school or you've been a professional for six years, 
you walk in with the knowledge of knowing they've got questions, you've got answers. Now, the way I do my consultation is a little bit different than when I'm teaching other people because where I live in Boise, Idaho, I love the people around me. I love my community, but there are certain types of people that I don't want to work with. And I don't mean not race people, but personalities of people. There are some people that are just jerks. I've had one time I had a guy show up for consultation and he was drunk. I'm not working with that guy. One time I had a guy show up and he was screaming at his wife. I'm not working with that guy, you know? So I'm fortunate to be in a position where I don't take every client that comes through the door. So you have to weigh this. If you're brand new and you're struggling, you might have to take every client. But pretty soon you're going to get to the point where you can pick and choose your clients. And I'll tell you why that's so important. That's because birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. And if you love this client, you like that client, they like you, well, their friends are going to like you. And that's important for building a referral network. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we're sitting down. The very first thing that I talk to the client about is how I'm going to help them. What is the best way for me to help them? So I explain to them what the consultation is going to entail. Mr. Jones, what we're going to do here today is the first part of this is information gathering. I want to find out about your dog. This is going to be the, inf- the information that I need to build a program for you to help you. So first, tell me all the great things about Sparky. And if someone can't think of any good things about their dog, then I'm wondering about the relationship. Most mm-hmm. people are going to be 10 or 15 or 20 things that they really love about their dog, and that's important. Then again, I will ask them about the challenges. What can I help you with? There are four things, four questions you must ask during your demo. How can I help you? So that's your information gathering about the challenges. How long has it been going on? How long have they been living with this problem? That gives you leverage to come back when, when you're going to do the close on how you're going to be able to solve this for them and help them so they don't have to live with this problem anymore. Third question is, what have you tried in the past? They're going to tell you if they've worked with another dog trainer. I went to Joe Schmo dog training. I went to Petco or PetSmart. And the fourth question is probably the most important. How fast do you want to see results, Mr. Jones? Right fast. When I ask that question, I know if I'm going to be able to close them. Because if they say, well, I've got a trip coming up next week, and then we're going to be at my daughter's wedding in Nebraska, and then we've got a cruise coming up, uh, and then i got work's going to transfer me for two weeks to Korea, so I'd like to get started next September, <laughs> right? That, that's suspect. But I didn't know that going in on the phone because all the other questions we pre-qualified them for. And occasionally, that's going to happen. So she does ask how soon they want to get started on the phone, and most people will say immediately. As I'm sitting down during the consultation, I ask that question. That might lead me to some other questions if they say, we'd like to get started right away, but, you know, and then I'll ask questions about a trip or whatever. So what can I help you with? How long has it been going on? What have you tried? Meaning if they've gone to four, five, six, seven different dog trainers and they haven't got results, I'm probably not going to choose that client because not every dog trainer is that terrible. They got to be able to get results with somebody. If they're not getting results, and there's only one common denominator and it's the owner. I'm going to tell them, I don't think I'm here for you. So we've asked the questions. I know they want to get started. And I say, okay, with this information now, Mr. Jones, what I want to do is I want to make sure that our philosophies align in training. So I'll tell you about my education and about how I train. And I go through my education. I go through how I train. I make sure that our philosophies and training blend well with each other. And I kind of make a little joke of it. I'll say, Mr. Brown, you know, this is kind of like a marriage. If, if you don't like me and I don't like you, this ain't going to work, is it? Yes. And so make sure that our philosophies are aligned. There's a specific reason why I'm asking these questions. And it's so that I can get them used to saying one word. Yes. And that one word is 
Yes. So I go through this. This is the type of quality that's going to blend well with you. Yes. Perfect. Now let me show you the skills that we use. Let me show, give you a demonstration of a finished product. And I'll either go get my personal dog or I'll go get a client's dog I have in training and I will show them. And I'll ask them again, is this the type of outcome that you would like to get with your dog? Yes. When they see a well-trained demonstration dog or they see a client's dog who's only been in training for seven days or 10 days and they're doing things off leash, never once out of the 700 consultations I do every year, have I ever had someone say, nope, I don't want my dog that good. That's <laughs> never happened. Okay. Gotcha. So I got them to say yes to the information gathering, got them to say yes to the philosophy, got them to say yes to the results that they want to get. Now I say, let's go back inside. I might be out in their front yard. I might be in my training center. Let's go back inside and let me sit down and show you the different models. And when I sit down before I turn my iPad around, because I do everything paperless, but a lot of people still use a folder or whatever they want to use for their company. Before I show them my prices, you have to build value and quality. Mm -hmm. Before they see the amount, they must understand the value and quality. So then I will go in and explain to them I'll explain my models, Mr. Brown, and then with this, all that I ask, and I call this breaking the pack close. All that I ask is when I explain the benefits of each model, if there's one there that catches your eye and you'd like to get more information on, just stop me and I'll give you more information on that model. Because I don't want to sell you dog training that you don't want, don't see value in, don't need, or it's not in your budget. So at the end, if you don't mind, just give me a simple yes or no. Fair enough? Right there with that question, guess what I've eliminated? I've eliminated Let me talk the, to this person. Let me think about it. That's right. Because they just told me up front, they're going to give me a simple yes or no. Nice. Perfect. Okay. And then I go into my what my programs offer. They're buying benefits. As I'm explaining my programs, I'm explaining the benefits of my programs. And I always start with the Bentley or the Mercedes Benz of my programs. I start at the top and I work my way down because mm -hmm. they can see the program that offers the greatest benefits. And then they can work their way down and they'll stop you at any point. I like this one. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And then that's what we call a signal for the close, right? A buying signal. Mm -hmm. Boom. And I close them right then. And, you know, we just covered this in 20 minutes when in reality, if a trainer and I mentor lots of trainers from all across the United States and Canada, they are more than welcome to come out and spend time with me. When they see, when I'm sitting down doing consultations with them, we break this down piece by piece. Exactly how your voice inflection is, how your body language is. If you're sitting there with a single woman versus a couple, where do you position yourself? What type of dog? What kind of things do you need to show them? It's more than just what we can talk about in 30 minutes, but at least you mm -hmm. got the bullet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then so at that point, you know, you've taken them through this whole process. They're kind of pre-programmed to say yes or no. You go through the programs and they say yes or no, right? That's right. That's exactly what happens. They'll say another buying signal might be, do you offer a payment plan? And so I will say, does a payment program work for you? And say, yes, boom, it's going to a close. And I, I have a structured payment program. It's, it's very rare. I think I've had one person in three years not pay me for the training. Where other trainers I've talked and said, how do you handle billing? I have people that are not. Well, the way I handle that is I'll, let's say I'm, they're going to split it up into three payments. Let's say they chose my well-mannered program, which is four private lessons. It's $999. And they want it split into three payments of 333 What I do is I have them leave me three checks. 
So I tell them that our corporate policy is everyone has to pay in full, but the way I can get around that is if you leave me three checks, one can go through now, one can go through on, you know, I tell whatever their period dates are, 5th, 20th, 1st, 15th, and that way my boss sees that you paid in full, but in reality your checks are in the lockbox, and we just pull them out when it's time for your payment to go through. And I've had one bad check in a couple of years. Nice. Okay. Awesome. This is gold. I mean, I hope that those that are listening are are seeing this for what it is, because like I say, I think a lot of people have this idea when they go into their sales process of, let me wing it, or let me just try to, you know, let me do what's always worked or whatnot. And here you've actually taken every single piece. And like you mentioned, there's way more. I mean, to where you sit, to your voice inflections, everything like that, every single piece and tested it and see what actually works the best way. Now, of course, no one's ever going to get 100%, especially someone that's doing as much volume as you guys, but you've been able to get to a point where three quarters of the people walking through your door become clients and of course become happy and refer their friends and they refer their friends and so forth. So this is awesome. I'm really excited to to be able to share this. Thank you, Jim. You are welcome. And so we're running out of time here. Got just a couple minutes left. Is there any like last parting words of wisdom that you'd have for people that are wanting to sell this way? Yeah, I'll tell you. It's something that I read in a book a long time ago. I tell everybody, I've been doing this 25 years. I tell everybody I failed my way to success. I figured out what doesn't work. And so something that I tell everyone that comes to me is the key to success is Mm self-confidence. And the key to self-confidence is preparation. That's a quote, John C. Maxwell. And that is something that if you write that down, I will tell you it's on my bathroom mirror. It's on my truck dash. I'm always looking at it because preparation is what has separated me apart from all my competitors. I will work harder. I will get up earlier. I will stay up later. I will give more, do more, and be more for my clients than every other dog trainer out there. And the results show it. As you mentioned earlier in the show, in 2013, I was a totally mobile business. I had myself and two other trainers working for me, and we did just under three quarters of a million dollars in sales. Now that we, we, in July of 2014, we opened up our first facility. We do not do any boarding, as I mentioned, no doggy daycare, no grooming. This is strictly training. And we finished the year just under $900,000. We are on track for 2015 to break the million dollar mark. And this is done in a market that is not top 100. That's a primary agricultural market that has a median income of less than 50,000 people. So a lot of the things that we could talk about uh, and maybe we do more segments or we break things down about how I build my business, why I chose this location, how to look at the location where you're at and how to find and market, you know, how to get that phone to ring because that's a whole, that, that could be several shows on what I do to get the phone to ring. A lot of little things, but it all starts with preparation, okay? Because every day the world champion in whatever sport is preparing. Mm-hmm. I have a poster that's in my shop. I used to compete in a German dog sport, and I have a particular man on this poster. I took a picture of him 20 years ago, and the poster says, every day that you don't track and every day that you don't do obedience and every day that you don't train, the world champion is. And it's the exact same thing in dog training. You prepare, because if you don't, your competitor will. So how can folks get in touch with you, find out more about your training or, or services that you offer to help other dog trainers? How can they get in touch with you? They can visit me through my website, which is sitmeansitboise.com, or they can give us a call up here in Boise at area code 208-888-7978. Awesome. 
Well, Jim, thank you so much for being on the show. And for those listening, I hope you've been taking some great notes and are figuring out what you can start implementing in your business. And to listen to any of our other shows, go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Six Figure Dog Business, and enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.